Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I wanted to do kind of like a, a mashup of a bunch of things that have been happening with me. Um, and first, I wanted to talk about Facebook Live. Okay, so last night, I set up a party, and I advertised it for a week. And my aunt, of course, my Aunt Dot, who follows me very closely, is my biggest cheerleader and beta reader, all in one. Um, She always attends my parties, and she loves to hear me talk about the inspirations behind the books that I write. Um, She knows some of them, because I'm sure that when she encounters parts of me in my books, she'll go, oh, that's Jennifer, or oh, that's my mom or you know things like that but it's still good to hear it well I love doing the lives for that purpose and you know how I talk with you guys about the power of one even if it's just a live just so my aunt dot can hear those inspirations because she's read all of my books then that's the point of having it well I get on there last night to do the live and I'm thinking that it's recording I can see the number moving in the corner but when I first hit the live button to make it active I had an error message that that put up on the screen that said we're not able to process this click resume well when I hit resume I thought it meant okay well maybe it's working because the the clicker the time clicker started moving so I talked away y'all I just talked and talked and talked And then when I hit the end and just to save it, it never showed up in my Facebook feed. It never sent me a message that said your recording is now ready. And that's what it does when you're on Facebook. And I was like, I was so disappointed. I was like, what in the world? You know, so my friend and another podcaster friend of mine that I talk about quite frequently, another author that I love, she messaged me and she was like I couldn't find your live and I was like you know that's strange it should be on my main page on my author page sure enough it wasn't there so I got back on again I kept trying to hit live it was way late it was like 9 45 at this point I had set the live to start at 9 and then I was like, well, I've just disappointed people that I asked to show up and they told me they were going to be there. and They were marking their calendars. And I was like, man, you know, technology. So my husband was like, well, just put up there. Sorry, there was technical difficulties. I'll make one tomorrow. 
But I was like, no, this message, there's a message in this. And, and I, I'm not going to allow technology to stop the message. So I got back on and I went to Zoom. And I Zoom recorded it because that's what my friend Ann does. She'll use the Zoom platform to record her lives. If you use Zoom, then you're able to download it put it up on Facebook, but now, today, I can also put it up on my YouTube channel. Last night, I was just so super tired, I didn't do that next step, but I can do that today um, after tutoring and before Super Bowl <laughs> and then before my author interview tonight at 8. So, I do have a lot of things going on today, too, but I can upload that video. It won't take long. So, the only problem with it is that it wasn't live. People couldn't get on and interact with me and ask me questions about the book. But that's okay. At least the video is there. And so, my aunt actually had a chance to watch it. And I got to talk about the memories of my grandma, which is her mama. Um, my grandma, Myrtle. Which, Myrtle's Garden, my children's book, was written for my grandma in honor of her. But my grandma images in here that um, the descriptions of her grandmother's memories are my memories of my grandma teaching me how to dance to Charleston in her little den area. So I love doing those inspirations and talking about you know what matters to me but I also had to talk about how hard this book was for me to write and I cried through multiple parts of this book. And when I went through and I reread it again, my heart cried and I cried through it again. I feel like it does have a powerful message for youth and for, for readers and for adults. And even though the it's categorized as new age because my character is 21, middle school and up can read this book. It is a clean, sweet romance. Um, the vocabulary is not super advanced. There is a theme in there where she has to be um, making some decisions about her career and what she's willing to advertise for. And it does talk about alcoholism, PTSD, grief, death. Um, there's attempted murder. There's all kinds of things. But hey, when I read one of the Sweet Valley Highs that is really targeted for like fourth through sixth graders, um, or that's a good age group to me of people that are reading Sweet Valley High still. There was, um, she gets kidnapped and almost killed and the guy's a drug user and they have to come in and they have to um, attack him with a knife and save Jessica. And I'm like, dad, I'm like, I don't remember Sweet Valley High being like this. It was called Hostage. Um, it, I just kind of gave that whole book away. But, I mean, the themes in it were, and it was about a, a man lying and a, someone coming in and manipulating her from outside of their community. I mean, it was powerful. There were some big-time themes in there. Um, and so, I do think that even though I, I have some adult themes in this book, I think that if a parent is reading offbeat with a middle grade child. They could learn from that. They could have good discussions about it. Um, it also talks about family betrayals and 
um, that does happen more than we know about how families turn against family members, even moms turn against daughters. And, you know, it can be shocking to, to talk about some of those things, but it's real life. It happens. And it happens in the music industry. There is real life stories of family members, immediate family members that have stolen from their kids. Um, and so there were some, you know, true life behind the story of Mary. I did my research because anytime I'm writing a book, yes, the Holy Spirit is driving the story and it's giving me everything that I need to put this story together. But I do take pauses to research, to watch YouTube videos, to read articles, um, to hear interviews. And so that's what I was doing with superstars. I was actually like listening to some of our top young pop singers and Christian artists talk about the music industry. Um, and so that's, that's what you do as an author. You're depending upon, you know, the Holy Spirit, research, and just the story structure itself to guide you. Um, and so that's pretty much, you know, what was going on with Offbeat yesterday. I put out my Wix shout out, got tons of hits on that thing. It's growing, y'all. And what I mean by growing, my email list is important. Um, that gives me connections with people on a more personal level. So if you have not subscribed to my email list yet, email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com and write subscribe in the subject heading. Um, and I'll put you down as one of my subscribers. But if you follow me on social media, you can click on my newsletter link and see it anyway. And that's fine with me. And you know, people say, don't do that. Covet your list, like hold private your list. My list are my readers. My list are people that follow me. So I'm not going to just say I'm only going to give exclusive content to that email list. I look at it a little differently than some people. Um, and if you, if you get the books on it or read blogs about it, you know, you'll find tips on how to increase your engagement with your newsletter. Well, I love using Wix Shoutout because it does show me my engagement because it shows me you know, how many have opened it, how many have clicked it and went outside of the source. And so I'm getting higher numbers of engagement. Last month, I sent out three. This month is, you know, February the 1st, I sent out my first one. And then I get two more under my free plan to be able to use the Wix shout out. Um, and I love it. I love the feel of it, how it looks. Um, my husband previewed it yesterday before I clicked send. Um, I sent it to myself first to see what it would look like and kind of change some things around. Um, that's what I really like about Wix Shoutout is it gives me that ability to kind of send it and see what it looks like in the email. So cool. Um, Cause sometimes you don't realize until you see it on a different platform. And I know y'all think I'm weird, but it happens to me every time. Um, so yesterday was really cool because I got to go to my niece's baby shower. Um, and that, and Presley and Whitley are my two great niece twins that are coming. And that's the name of my main character in offbeat Presley Whitley. And, um, 
marry Bella. Bella is my niece, so big sister got her uh, name in there, but it's Mary Oxendine is her real name, but her stage name is Mary Bella. So Bella got a shout out in this book too. Um, so I was um, working with my WWJs yesterday and um, encouraging them, and, and we had great writing conversations and hopefully that gets us on the right path for the week um church today was really good and it's talk and i took pictures today in church but it was blurry my camera is not the best on my phone i'm going to be honest with you guys but i would love it if you don't have a church and you're looking for an online platform just to be able to listen to some great preaching a powerful word go to rfa.org that's my church raleigh first assembly we're a pentecostal church if you go to rfa online you'll get to see the sermons and they'll update them and you can follow them on youtube and get this hit the subscribe button and the bell and when the new um, church services go live you can watch them or you can just um, save them for later and, and watch them later but today he was talking about your objective and obstacles and it's just a timely word for me because what my objective is is to bring people to Jesus to shine the light and to bring as many people to the kingdom as I can before I go to heaven. And when he said those things, you guys know that that's my mission with my writing. And for Offbeat, here's what I pray about Offbeat. I pray that if a young person or any person who reads this might be struggling with their faith, with unforgiveness, with bitterness, or with something that's hard, or with the compromises, that they'll be able to read offbeat and watch Mary develop and change and grow and pull around the strength of those around her and begin to pray and begin to seek the Lord's face and to ask for forgiveness and to move on. You know, I pray for that. I pray that that's what this book can do for someone. Because life is filled with these obstacles. And it's how we deal with them. And it's without losing our joy. Without, you know, the thief coming in to steal our peace. And so when I say, you know, when I say these things about my work, like, that's my goal of my books. Now, you ask me about ghoul school and say, well, wait... You know, are you writing goal school for the same reason? I'm writing goal school to entertain young readers and to get them hooked into the joy of reading. But when they move from goal school one day and they're looking at Jen Lowry's work, when they step into my older books, they'll be able to see Jesus in all of those. Now, goal school is a separate series and just like the Rapture Revolution. So I can say that those books are more for entertainment value, but they can still learn community, cooperation, um, not being judgmental, you know, giving people chances. You know, all these, you know, good Christian elements are in there, but without, you know, heavy, you know, reliance upon scripture or um, faith, those kind of things. 
But when they move up into my other books, yes, that's the purpose of my writing career. And then if the Lord gives me the story, The Rapture Revolution, then I'm going to, you know, listen to that and I'm going to follow that. Just like, you know, C.S. Lewis, he got Narnia. It had Christian elements in it, biblical references in it, but it wasn't like something that was as explicitly Christian. Like it wasn't something that a non-believer would be able to say, oh, this, 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 and this happened without them Googling it and looking it up and saying, oh, I see the symbolism now. Um, so... So this weekend, super busy. Today, I'm tutoring, um, and I love teaching about folk tales. And I get to highlight my friend Simmons Aqua's books. Um, this week, we're doing folk tales around the world again. And last week, we did Chinese folk tales because that's what they were going to be reading in class. This week, I have a book from India, and I have African folk tales ready. And I'm excited to share the love and the joy of story with the sweet little boy that I tutor. Because that's what this is about. You know, when people say, what is the key to unlocking um, reluctant readers or comprehension? One of the greatest gifts that you can give a child is a good book. Access to a good book. Access to a story. And when you give them access and when you turn it into something that's joyful and around a game or an activity that they enjoy, they'll have positive emotion. And that positive emotion attaches to that reading comprehension and they're more engaged. So it's a whole cyclical thing. So I love being able to do this and and help this family and introduce this child to the joy of just learning something new. And that begins with the process, you know, of having a good book in your hand. And so today, as we go about Super Bowl Sunday and, you know, going and getting our wings and making buffalo chicken dip, if you want my husband's recipe, I'll put it up on Pinterest later. I do have my own recipe board up there of all of our family recipes that we've either are going to try or we've tried and we love. And, um, and we've got, like I said, a busy day. And I'm glad yesterday I spent that time promoting the Offbeats book. Um, today, I have an interview at 8 o'clock tonight. Um, I told my son, you know, it's not going to be a very long interview like I normally do. Um, I promised him that I would watch the Super Bowl with him. So... You know, family does have that priority, but I'd already scheduled without remembering Super Bowl. It's like sometimes I'll say yes to things. And like yesterday, we had already scheduled our interview, and then my niece's baby shower came up, and and I had to go to that. It was at 2 o'clock, and it was at the same time that we had scheduled our interview. Then I was like, well, how about the next day at 8? Well, I hadn't even thought about Super Bowl the next day. Then my son reminded me, Mama, but you're going to miss the Super Bowl with me. And I'm like, well, we'll watch the Super Bowl. I'll take a break, and then I'll come back. Um... And just knowing that I'm not going to cancel again. 
and we'll, you know, we'll have our time. And so you can check out that interview. I'm really looking forward to that. I always enjoy having podcast interview time with Ann. We're going to be on Zoom and we'll record it. And then you guys will be able to follow us on YouTube or on the podcast if you just like listening here. But if you like being over at my YouTube channel, um, check that out. Jen Lowry writes Everyday Mom Challenge. You'll be able to see my platform over there. And I just released the new book trailer, too, on Friday. So if you haven't seen the Offbeat trailer, one of my writing friends was like, this looks like an Oscar. Let's nominate you already. (laughs) Um, I did have some more comments about the book trailer. People asking me what platforms was I using again. Um, Which, on YouTube, I do tutorials. Like, I I wish that they would just keep following me you know, out there in the world so they can see. And I've, I, I try to make things accessible to people to where if they want to know what I'm doing, I'm not trying to like hide it and make it a secret. Um, and so I've already made a YouTube video on how I actually make my book trailers. Um, super easy. I use the app on my phone, iMovie, and I use images and video uh, from Canva or Pixabay. So super, super easy. Um, But I will say that um, I enjoy doing the book trailers, even though I don't know how to do the movie trailer without the template. So y'all can laugh at me all you want and say, come on, Jen, you can learn these things. I'm sure that I could, but it's just so super easy for me to find the sound that I want, the music that I want, and hit click and make something new from a template. And so for right now, I'm really happy with my template book trailers. And I tell you guys, if you want to go out and spend that time investigating, do so. Uh, My son has asked me for the Adobe Suite. Um, He wants to start designing things for a game. And he wants to learn the Adobe platform. And he's only 12. And I'm so proud of him for wanting to take something that I think looks pretty complex after watching some YouTube videos about it Um, but he wants to do it and he he wants to learn and so I'm like okay um, I'll get the monthly subscription and you can try it you can learn it you can do YouTube tutorials and then you've got to make a, a pact where you can promise to teach mama how to use the platforms because if I can figure out Illustrator then that can help me even um, build better book covers because I know that's what people are using is Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, For my goals for 2020, I have added a new one. I want to learn how to draw on a tablet. I want to buy um, an artist's tablet and learn how to um, work children's books. And I'm thinking of the Lyric Harper series, making an illustrated children's picture book for Lyric with um, mythology in it. I would love to be able to illustrate my own work. Um, I've been thinking about possibly doing some more um, Dear God, Please Take Care of Rambos and then redoing it and actually doing all of the drawing myself. And so I've been thinking about how could I utilize a tablet this year and really practice my drawing skills. 
I know that that's tough. I know that that's something that I can continue to pray for um, and that the Lord can provide that right now. Um, I'm not going to use my author money to do it. I'm saving my author money um, because I'm going to have to buy boxes of books. I've got to buy Offbeat and Goal School. Those are, and I've got to buy my boyfriend's back. There are books that I need to collect to add to my author tables when I do book sign-ins. Another positive thing is that I have, um, I've been asked to go speak at a church in May. So I'm going to be doing an event in May, which is super, super exciting. There are going to be young adults there as well as mothers. So I have to tailor my talk to meet both needs of this population. It is not about necessarily my books. I'm not going there to talk about writing, but I'm going there to talk about Jesus. Um, Super, you know, thrilled that the Lord has opened up that door for me. And so May already has a checkoff box. I just haven't secured anything for February, March, and April yet. And I have not even looked. I have not honestly put in the energy and the time to send out filler letters and to look for events. I just need to do it. Like, I really just need to sit down and do it. But I've been so busy with other things like newsletters and book trailers and (laughs) um, promotions. I still haven't made the blog updates uh, for Offbeat. I want to take one of my favorite songs that I've ever written in the world and extend it out and put it up on my blog and just share it out. Um, That song is seriously something that I want to turn into like... Like, it is a real song. Don't get me wrong. So, when I say I want it to turn into a real song, what I mean by that is that I want it to be recorded. So, I'm praying about that. My friend Anne asked me, when are you going to record your songs? But I don't have the ability to do that yet. But when I say yet and I say I, I mean the Holy Spirit can do anything. And uh, the Holy Spirit has hooked me up with three um, professionals in the industry within the past week. And so I'm praying that um, they'll get a hold of my song and they'll help me do something with it. So I'm praying for that. The Lord can do it, guys. So uh, I just, I've got to head off. I just wanted to jump on here as I was coming to tutoring. I've been coming here enough that I don't have to use the GPS anymore. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and I'll try to catch up with you one day this week. And um, blessings to you. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon.